Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Welcome, uh, everybody, another episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. And I'm really thrilled today to have Steve Fretzen on with me. I, I met Steve through LinkedIn. He and I have had a number of calls. Steve is an amazing business developer who helps we lawyers uh, do a bit better in our business and, and grow. Steve, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Gary. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. So, Steve, tell me a little bit about your professional journey um, where you've been, where you are, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I appreciate that. There's a lot of different sort of pieces to that story, but the, the shortest version is I came up in sales um, and went to college just to, get a, just to get a degree and get out so I could get back into sales. And I ended up moving up the food chain of sales jobs uh, to where I ended up in franchising. I was actually selling franchises all over the country and I thought I was the bee's knees. I thought I was doing great and then I was making great money. And of course I was, but I didn't really understand kind of where my gaps were. And that's the beauty of coaching and the beauty of talking to other people. And sometimes you have, you're like a horse with blinders on. And I started working with a coach uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, who was a former ba- Baptist minister. I'm a Jewish guy from the North Shore of Chicago. We hit it off like gangbusters. And he said, essentially, you know, I've identified your gaps, identify, and I think you could double your income. And I said, oh my God, that's impossible. Nobody could do that. And then I heard his fee and my head exploded because his fee was massive. But he said, look, you're going to make that back in one or two commissions. So why don't you just do it? And you know, we'll see how it goes. In six months, I had made more money than I'd ever made in a year in my, in my sales career. And I went, holy mackerel. I couldn't believe it. So I then said to him, Hey, how do I do what you do? How do I become a coach, a sales coach? And how do I help? And he said, well, you pay me a lot more money and I'll show you (laughs) as much money as I had just paid him to teach me how to, you know, do better with my business development. You know, here he is. And so of course I did that, paid him a ton of money. And eventually he started asking me questions about how I was doing this or how I was doing that. And he had me teaching his classes. And I was like, wait a second, something's not right here. And ultimately um, I, I started my own coaching business back in 2004, primarily focused on entrepreneurs and sales teams. Now the recession hits 2008, boom. I start getting a call from a lawyer, then two, then three. And you know, people were losing hours. People were losing jobs. People were kind of scared and they never really developed business business before. So it really took off. And one of the main reasons, Gary, for that is what I teach is, is, is called sales-free selling. That's the title of my first book. And what I'm demonstrating to lawyers is that even though you never learned this in law school or at the law firm level, there are approaches and methodologies to developing business where you don't have to sell, you don't have to convince, you don't have to push and, and that's what lawyers really appreciated and enjoyed working with me was learning ways to do things where there's a process, a system in place, but it doesn't involve having to be a salesman. And so that's really what took off. And that's, I've been focusing on attorneys, you know, for, I don't know, 15, 16 years now. 
and it's been an amazing journey. Absolutely wonderful. That, that's really interesting because I think what turns so many lawyers, but so many people off is not being too salesy. Yeah. I want to get out there and push. And I, I guess we can have an image of certain industries where people really are sales and will sell your product, whether you need it or not. And, and not being too salesy is probably really attractive. So kind of in essence, how do I market my business without being too salesy? Yeah, that's really what it's about. And it's a lot about, you know, people know it's all about relationships and how we develop relationships and how we help others and how they reciprocate is, is all a part of it. And what I'm doing is I'm helping lawyers really figure out how to spend their time and efforts as efficiently as possible. And I'll give you a quick example. Right. I have a new client, a state planner in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Awesome guy, awesome firm. He's, he's done an amazing job of building it up. We're having a conversation about how he should be spending his time. And I said, hey, how have you been working with your current clients, existing clients, past clients? He goes, well, I don't haven't. You know, we, we do an estate plan for them and then they move into the distance. I go, well, that's your business. That's that's the next step. Upsell, cross sell. Are you you know, if you're working with a husband and wife, do they have, you know, siblings? Do they have parents? Do they have uncle. I mean, how are you? He didn't realize that all of that business was sitting right in front of him. And sometimes I goof on lawyers that there's like a, a pile of money sitting on a table right in front of them. And they're walking around it, not even realizing it's there. And again, that's where an expert set of eyes uh, helps to come in. But you know, it's, it's all about trying to figure out, you know, where the low hanging fruit is. And then how do you go and get it with the least amount of effort, energy, money invested. And that's what I focus my time and energies on with those with the attorneys that I engage. And does your process what you do does it work in different areas of the law for example my firm has done a lot of family law would it be mm -hmm. something that would work in an area such as family law yeah so that's the beauty is that when we're talking about systems there are systems for networking there are systems for developing strategic partners referral partners there are systems for how you walk a buyer through a buying decision without selling them or convincing them and these these systems are all individually executed for each attorney I work with a little differently. It's almost like if I, um, if, if I had a table loaded with food, okay, all the best food in the world. And you could basically go and say, you know what, I don't like everything on this table, but out of the 10 things that are here, I like seven of them. They, they're, they're really, you know, appealing to me. So let's use those seven. Okay. Not everyone needs everything, but I provide all the systems so that a family attorney, an estate planning attorney, a personal injury attorney at a big firm, a small firm, a solo, doesn't really matter. They're all going to be able to get out of this and also some personal attention for me to make sure that it's hyper-focused on them and personalized to them. It all works out in the end. There really haven't been any attorneys in any area that I've, that I've really struggled helping to grow, you know, bit, pretty dramatic business. And do you primarily focus your business now on lawyers and law firms? So it's interesting. I used to work with law firms and, and here's what would happen is they would say, hey, Steve, we've heard great things. We want to have you work with, with 10 of our people. And I would do my best to sort of help them pick those 10 people. But ultimately, you know, they have their own ideas about who the 10 should be. And out of the 10, maybe two of them were serious and eight of them were kind of going along for the ride. And what I was finding is that the results, they might like me, they might appreciate me, they might like the content but they weren't executing, right? So it's like having a basketball team of 10 players, but eight of them don't really want to play. So how are you going to win games? You're not, right? You got two people kind of moaning and groaning. Where's everybody? You know, they're not coming to practice. So 
what I decided was, and the pandemic really helped with this, was to stop working with law firms, stop working with their problem children and the people who were disinterested, and really focus on individual attorneys. And that's really what my business is all about. So now I'll take an individual attorney at a firm, and the firm will hand that person to me. And then I'll evaluate whether that person is committed, interested, coachable to, to make a determination if we want to work together, or the individual just decides they want to work with me and, and we, we figure out if there's a connection. But as much as, as, they're, as, as I'm, they're choosing me, I also have to choose them because like a coach and a player, we have to work in unison. And so I, in many cases, push lawyers away from working with me because we determine they aren't willing to invest the time, separate the time. Or, or, or do the kinds of work that I'm looking for them to do. And I'm only looking for wins. So it's, it's really got to be a fit uh, for, for me to work with any individual attorney. So you sort of scope out the attorney, what their needs are, what their commitment is to the process before you engage with them. Yeah, and I think that's so important because if the personality fit isn't there, if the um, ambition isn't there, uh, if their needs aren't exactly what I do. So somebody says, hey, I need to you know, grow business and I want to build a website and I want to get a newsletter going and all that. I go, great, let me introduce you to people that do that. You know, if, if, if it's a head game, they've just got, they got to get their head straight. It's not about their business development acumen. Well then, you know, Gary, you're the guy for that, not me. You know, I'm, I'm a part-time therapist because I have to be, but you know, that's not where I want to spend my time. I want to teach, you know, skills and have them go out and, 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 and close business and bring in, you know, you know, bring in the kind of clients that they, that they can enjoy working with. So you're also an author. You, you mentioned you wrote a book. Well, actually I've written four books, wow. uh, not, not to, that's no, not a, not a, a brag. That's just sort of the reality. And, and so each of the books covers a different part of the methodologies I teach. So if somebody wanted to get some insights to what I'm doing ahead of hiring me, or instead of hiring me, quite frankly, they just want to read their way to try to learn some things. The first book, Sales Free Selling, teaching, you know, how sales is dead and that we really need to look at it and approach it from a more relationship consultative uh, uh, angle. The second book is uh, the networking handbook, attorney's networking handbook, and that's all about networking best practices. I've made all the mistakes you can make networking. And so why should you make them? Let me give you the tips and ideas and, and you can, you know, I try to write Gary too in a way that's very... Uh, tactical and actionable. I know I read a bunch of books and I hate when I read a 300 page book and ultimately it comes down to two or three sentences that, you know, that's the book, you know, this is what I learned. Uh, and, and so I'm giving, you know, two or three actionable things in every, in every chapter. That's what I try to do. Third book was um, the ambitious attorney. And then the most recent one is an international bestseller called legal business development isn't rocket science. And so enough of my clients, you know, work with me and they go, you know, Steve, what you're teaching isn't rocket science. I go, I know. It's okay. I don't need to have you building rockets. Uh, ultimately, the process and the language is just something that needs to be learned. And many people go, oh, yeah, that's kind of common sense. Well, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, more than that, but you're still, you still aren't doing it, need to do it and need to do it in a certain way that's going to get your results. Well, so I, I appreciate, the, I appreciate yeah. the fact that you have taken so much of what you, you know and teach and you put it in those four books as as sharing your, your expertise with us, because we all need it. What are, you, what are some of the biggest problems that lawyers face today from what you've seen? Uh, mostly it comes down to, uh, first of all, you know, getting, you know, getting the mindset that developing your own clients or more of your own clients is the most important thing next to being a great attorney. It's like being a great attorney, number one. Number two is 
How do I get my own clients? Now, why is that the second most important thing? Well, in a world that is changing every day, uh, I mean, day by day, um, you know, you need to protect yourself as an attorney and having your own clients that are, that are you know, what, they, what lawyers call portable. What's your portable book? That allows you to take your clients and leave the firm you're with if they get bought, if you have a tyrant boss, if you are unhappy with the culture, if they change the comp, if work slows down, you have your own business that you can do whatever. You can go solo, you can go to another firm, you call the shots. And lawyers that are looking for the balance in their life of family, travel, health, wellness, and uh, success and happiness in their career, most of them have their own clients. They're not just being dictated to by their, their clients or their bosses. And then they've got five other lawyers that they're, that are get, that they're getting work from that they're having to, to take orders from. That's not for everybody. And the people that, that want to have control and freedom need to have their own clients. So, so one of the important needs is for them to learn how to build their own clientele and build their own book of business, because that gives them some freedom and some leverage. If they're in a, in a toxic environment, not treated well, they can say, look, I, I'll open my own shop or I'll go to another firm or something like that. Yeah. And that's something that's come to the forefront, maybe more in the last, you know, 10, 15 years than in years past, you know, the rainmakers just fed, fed everybody and everybody seemed okay with it. Now there's so much competition. There's so much push for balance in a life. There's so much push for, you know, culture and happiness. And, you know, a part of it is, you know, having that portable book of business so that you have the control and, and, and that's, and that's lawyers need to get their heads out of the sand and realize if they don't start developing business now, um, I've got lawyers in their early sixties coming to me saying, geez, I wish I had done this in my forties, but you know, I I've got, you know, 10, 15 years left in me and I need to make the most of it because, you know, my hours have slowed down and I'm not, I'm not going to have a job in a year if I'm not. You know, gotcha. You look like you froze there. So not acceptable. So we, we need to, to start realizing that control. Oh, gotcha. sorry. Yes. Gotcha. So that's okay. Um, I assume lawyers, at least some of them, may not be natural business developers. I'm I'm used to asking questions, arguing, explaining my client's position, um, but we may not be naturals at what you do. Do you have any hurdles you have to overcome with coaching your clients to open their minds to a different way of looking at business development? Well, the interesting thing is that in working with salespeople and entrepreneurs in my past, it was like a whiteboard that had scribbles all over it. And I'd have to erase all of that mess to start putting a process in place that they can follow. With lawyers, most of them don't have any process. They don't have any bad habits other than not doing it and creating time and making it a habit, a part of their day or their week. So for me, it's actually easier to work with attorneys um, that have an open mind and that are coachable to give them things to do this, say this, do this, say this, give them those steps. And they usually love a process. They love a system. And that's what they thrive around, especially the introverts. And so that's how we work to, to get those results. Great. That's fantastic. You know, what suggestions do you have for a lawyer who, who is making money, but he feels like he's overworked and doesn't, doesn't have the practice and the book that he wants? What, what would you suggest to them? Yeah, we need to look at the lawyer's sort of holistic life of, of, of how the business is running as well as the business development. Because what I find is that if we don't look at the personal barriers or the limited delegation that's happening and look at their time to understand where 
they could get some automation, where they could get uh, a virtual assistant, somebody to take 10, 15, 20 hours off their plate a week or even a month, whatever. And I, it's amazing what we've been able to identify just by having a lawyer track his or her day and understand that, you know, an hour of it was spent wasted here, an hour of it was spent wasted there. And even two hours a day of wasted time adds an extra week to your month if you, if you can find where those gaps are. So I help lawyers with that. And then we're able to take that time and really allocate it towards business development efforts. And again, trying to find the most efficient business development efforts for each attorney, whether that's going after past and existing clients for additional referrals or business, whether that's networking, whether that's podcasting, presenting, uh, writing, you know, whatever it is that we need to figure out, uh, we need to, to identify two or three different buckets of how to spend that time. And then of course, giving process to make that time, you know, work, you know, work efficiently. You know, that was such a good point. I think so many of us go into the office. We work so, so hard. We spin our wheels. We're going from one thing to the next. We get home. We feel like, I don't know what I did today. I don't know what I got accomplished. And the reality is we don't really have a plan for how we're going to spend our day. We had this podcast scheduled. I put on my book. That was, that was on my agenda. But the rest of the day isn't scheduled. Maybe I should kind of plan what I'm going to do from 1130 to 1230. And, and see if I see how I wasted time, whether it's on social media or looking at the internet, seeing how the ball team did, whatever. And we just can waste so much time that we don't even know we do. You know, and one of the things that people don't realize is when you say you're going to do something for yourself and then you blow it off, right? You're breaking a commitment to yourself in, hey, I'm going to make some calls today, you know, to develop business or I'm going to attend a networking event and then you don't go, whatever it might be. You know, it, it, it hurts at a, on a subconscious level. It's chipping away at your behavior, your attitude, your belief in yourself. It's like, if I decide that I'm going to do this podcast with you, Gary, and then I just don't show up, that's not acceptable because I made a commitment to you and, I'm, and I need to be here. Okay. But when it's a commitment to myself, somehow we're okay just breaking those commitments all the time without the realization that it's actually hurting us and the way that we feel about ourselves and business development is something that always gets pushed to the bottom when you're busy, when there's billable hours and things to do. So we have to figure out how to block time, how to make the commitment to get out five emails a week or something so that we can keep it in as, a, as a regular habit and feel good about that we're doing the right behaviors, which then gives us that positive attitude and belief that we can continue that chain and that habit in a positive way. There, there's so much truth there. Um, I, I know I will always keep my commitment to you, but sometimes I'll say, I'm going to do something and I do everything else first. I put that last and I don't do it. And then I feel like a failure inside. No one knows, but I feel like a failure because I was going to work on that motion for summary judgment, but I put it aside to clean my desk to do other things. And, and it's sometimes easier to keep a commitment to another person, to another lawyer, to a client than it is to keep the commitments to ourselves. But then we set up this pattern of failure and we think we're not very good because we haven't kept those commitments. I think that's really a lot of truth there. Well, and I'll tell you what it's come to that I, when I work with clients uh, and I've got a class of let's say 14, 15 attorneys that meet every week. Uh, and I also run these peer advisory groups and I'm helping to set them up with accountability buddies business development accountability buddies, because we know if we're going to the gym and we're meeting a, a workout buddy, 
they're there. We need to be there. If we don't show up, they're going to be upset because that's our, that's our agreement. So now, because I know that people tend to push business development down to the bottom, they have two or three others that meet on a regular basis. They show up and, and by the way, anybody can do this. You don't have to work with me to, you know, you can hear this and just say, that's a great idea. I've got a partner in my office that also cares about business development. You meet on a zoom for let's say 45 minutes, but you meet for five minutes, say what you're going to do, go do it for 35, come back and then you'll mute it, come back and then say, Hey, here's what I got accomplished in the last 35, 40 minutes. That's all you have to do. But you you're getting out the emails, you're making the calls, you're working on the article, whatever it is that you need to get done that isn't getting done. That may be a way to get around that whole, you know, Hey, I promise things to myself and then I don't do them. That's right. And, and tell me about, your track record with your clients, how, how has it worked? Have they, does it make a difference? Well, the difference is, you know, people that aren't doing anything or people that are out just winging it versus people that are going through a structured MBA style program, learning everything about business development. They're acting on the field. They're, they're sending me regular weekly journals, uh, tracking their activity and they're internalizing how to do business development and getting into those positive habits of doing it every week. And the results are phenomenal. I have people doubling and tripling their books. I have people that are making equity. I've got some of the youngest equity partners at the biggest firms you would know. And, and it's just an absolute blast because they're coming back to me. And if you read any of my uh, recommendations on LinkedIn, you'll see it's not saying Steve's great. I like Steve. I mean, that's wonderful to hear. But it's before I met Steve, I was, you know, ho-hum here. Since working with him, I'm way up here and I'm just at the beginning of my trajectory. So that's for me, winning and getting results for my clients. That's what gets me up every day, Gary. It's not about how much money I make. My, my money just comes because I'm getting results for my clients. And then they tell people and they tell people and it adds up like that. What, what I love is that your focus isn't on your being successful, but being of service to your clients. Because when they're successful and you help them succeed, you, you feel fulfilled. You feel like you've accomplished something. And, and ultimately, it grows your own success, but your focus isn't on how can I make money with lawyers? Your focus is how can I help and serve lawyers? And when you serve them and help them get to a better place, you feel good inside and you're also successful. Yeah, I wrote an, an article a few months ago. It was, uh, don't do what you love, do what, do what you love to do for others. Because people that get into, a, into so you love practicing the law, uh, but maybe that gets old or tired after a while. But if you look at it, like, how do I do, you know, practice law to help others, right? Practice better or to help my clients more effectively. So what I'm doing is, is yeah, I, I love selling and, and being involved in, in business development and, and marketing and all that. That's exciting to me. But what's even better is helping other people. I mean, I'm, I'm training lawyers in such a way they actually are training their staff. Like they're taking my job, but I don't care. I think it's the most amazing thing that I can do is to help a leader at a firm learn my stuff. And then that leader then takes that stuff and then teaches their firm. I mean, what an amazing compliment to what I'm working with them on. And again, you know, I'm, I'm only taking on X number of clients a year. So there's, you know, millions, a million, you know, lawyers out there and they all need help in some way, shape or form. So I, I just, I just, that, that just makes my heart, you know, blow up with, uh, with joy, uh, when, when other people can, can take what, what I'm doing and, and spread it, spread it around. 
And what you do works with younger lawyers and more mature lawyers and lawyers in bigger firms and smaller yep. firms and different practice areas. Yeah, across the board, I would say the only lawyers that I'm really not in a position to work with, unless they're going solo, are you know first to third year lawyers at a, at a law firm. I think what they need to do is read my my books. They need to go to my YouTube. They need to listen to podcasts and just get the understanding of networking and relationships and how important that is in a career. But ultimately, they're not really ready for me yet. So I need someone that's really ready to go out and develop business, is in a position to do that, and uh, has enough legal expertise so that they're not, you know, just kind of faking it till they make it. They really need to be a good lawyer because that's going to be what's credible when they get out on the field and start playing and networking and such. Steve, that's fantastic. Steve, a couple of questions before we, uh, we close. What does true personal freedom mean to you? I think it's, it's just being able to make your own decisions and not be at the will of others. So, you know, owning my own business, and I've done that since 2004, uh, you know, I, I, I work when I want to work. I take vacations when I want to take vacations. I go fishing with my son when, when we want to go fishing. And um, I, 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 you know, I have the freedom and control and all of that to do what I want. And so whether you're at a firm or you're not at a firm, um, you want to have that control and that freedom because ultimately you only have one shot at this thing called life. And do you really want to be unhappy through, you know, 10 or 20 years of it because you don't have that kind of control and freedom. And most people, you know, that's where, that's where, you know, they get to spend time with their kids and, and what's important in life. And so that's, that's what it means to me is just having that ability to kind of call my own shots. I think that's great. I think that's great. Steve, if, if listeners or followers want to get in touch with you, what's the best place for them to find you and reach out to you? Yeah, you can go on Amazon. If you want to check out my books, just type in my name, Steve Fretzen on Amazon and uh, my website, fretzen.com, very easy. And I'm all over LinkedIn, posting one or once or twice a day on LinkedIn. So connect with me there and uh, mention that you heard me on Gary's show. And of course, you know, I've got tons of content, articles, videos, and stuff I'm putting out all the time to help lawyers to be that lawyer, which is kind of my theme, helping lawyers be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Steve, I want to thank you for, for sharing your expertise with us today. I think what you do is so important to lawyers. It's not a natural skill. It's not a natural um, aptitude we have. Um, we're trying to work our files. And I know I find when I reach out to lawyers, they say, I don't have time, I'm so busy. And, and they may not realize the importance of taking some time to really uh, develop their business. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Gary. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you and our friendship. Thanks you all for listening. And, and as always, be well, be safe and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.